This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So the world needs to know. Did you get Hold startled? My headphones weren't on. No. Nah. How's it going? Oh, good, good. That answers the question I was asking. If you got yeah. startled by the phone, by the ringing this time, the answer is no. If your headphones weren't on, you couldn't have got startled. I um, I I'm starting to leave them off and just like focus on the visual for it. Oh. Okay. Because it scares me every fucking time. Yeah. It scares me every time, bud. I it's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, a little Midwestern in there it scares me every fucking time, bud. Mm. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know, it just terrifies me every time. Every fucking time. It just gets me every time. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of like Fred Armisen's tips about doing different accents and, and, you know, affectations. He says you have to have a couple key words that are fun to say with a certain accent just so you can remind yourself how it's done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he, look, I'm not his biggest fan. It's cutting out. Damn it. Can you hear me? I can hear it's you. It's cutting in and out. Goddamn. All right. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Every single time now, every time I tell you, it doesn't make sense, but I got to open the door to let the internet in. That's just how it works. That's, that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so fred armison yeah he's a fucking yeah. genius i don't like him i don't think he's funny hardly at all but he surrounds himself with funny people and he's got a good mind for comedy like hearing him speak about it he knows what's funny he just can't do it i don't want to i don't want this <laughs> to become a bag on fred armison i don't know man like I've heard I was, he's kind of a creep, and I think Elizabeth Moss has even said as much. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, right, um, right now it's married. all hearsay. Right now it's all hearsay. But it's it's got enough of like a little. It's got enough of a of a footing to be like, oh, maybe be careful around him. You know, just watch out. Don't don't. Yeah, don't go in yeah. blind with him. But is he still with Natasha Leone? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, what a couple. What an interesting I think couple. he's funny. Yeah. I do think he's funny. Um, I feel like I would not like him as a person if I met him. <laughs> like he needs. He's one somebody. of those guys. Whereas like a like a Will Ferrell or something like that. Yeah. Like I think Will Ferrell's also funny. I think if I met Will Ferrell in person, I would be like, oh, he's really cool. Like he's a good dude. You know. <laughs> I don't think I'd feel that way about Fred Armisen. Yeah, he he needs a person to bounce off of. He needs a a Carrie Brownstein yeah. to bounce off of, or else it's just like, oh, yeah. I can't watch this guy. Oh no, Mm-mm. can't do it. Right, exactly. But all this to give him a roundabout compliment, which is he does accents very well. He knows that. He knows that part of his comedy. He's a he's a talented drummer. Um, but yeah, just hearing him talk about comedy, like he he's got good insight on it. He just doesn't know how to turn it on himself. Anyway. Welcome to the show, well, everyone. I know Pete Holmes always talked about that as well, like the little five five second or ten second impression mm. or something like that is is just like a really really fun way of doing it. So yeah. the idea of like oh you have to know that one word or whatever how Fred Armisen was saying that makes sense to me. Right, right. 
Pete Holmes is another one of those guys. Like he's funny, but I, I can't I can't watch him. I, I know you enjoyed his show on HBO mm-hmm. or Showtime or whatever it was. Yeah, I love Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah. I just but I, don't I know, get man. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's certain my guys. brother had a hard time like listening to his podcast. My dad can't do it at all because mm-hmm. I, I recommended it to both of them. They're like, no. I'm like, I you know I get it. He's not for everyone. I genuinely enjoy his stuff, yeah. but I get it. And it's funny. I watched all of Portlandia, and I'm still just like, I don't know about him. I don't know about Fred. I just yeah. <laughs> Portlandia is. I guess I'd have to revisit it. Yeah. It was so weird. You know, it's very weird, but it catches that vibe perfectly <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, I've never been to, to Portland, but it's got like a pseudo Seattle type vibe to me, too. And the, and the fucking theme song is just perfect, man. It just hits that note just right. I love it every time. Anyway, yeah. let's let's talk about some shit that's actually current and matters. Uh, I should actually pull up my notes, shouldn't I? How That'd about be helpful. That, yeah. Right at the top there. How about that Ukraine situation, man? You know, this is this is what we talk about on this show all the time. Welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, sponsored by... No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Those shows don't have sponsors. They're brought to us by viewers and listeners like you. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's true. It's NPR. It doesn't have it. That's right. Well, speaking of like public access shit, we can talk a little bit about the Arthur finale. Have you mm-hmm. heard about this? I think we might have spoken about uh, the, the <laughs> concept when they first pitched it. Uh, you know, yeah, how they're like, I think, well, no, I think that was discussed in our Discord. Ah, yes, that wonderful Discord, Discord that you. Which I thought that was fake when someone posted that. I think it was Mike maybe posted that in our Discord. Yeah, so a couple things about that. So there, there was like uh, a college humor video that went up. Uh, a while ago that centered on Arthur and his and his group of friends and they did like a, a Rugrats all grown up style but they are, are all kind of burnt out and going through trouble and stuff like that mm-hmm. interacting with uh you know animated characters from other like you know pre uh preschool kids shows and all uh it was real just adult and dirty and grungy so i guess you know the creator of Arthur saw it and wanted to do his own version <laughs> After 25 years, after 25 seasons of this show, they finally gave uh, some closure on what happens to Arthur. So, uh, yes. It's hard to believe it was around that long. I know. 25 seasons. That's, yeah. Like most of my life, that show has been on the air. It's crazy. Yeah. So first of all, what's cool about it, it's on public access, so you can like see it everywhere. Like even the, uh, the Entertainment Weekly article that I pulled up for this, the full episode is on YouTube right now, legally, so you can watch it yourself. Um, yeah, I'm sure they like they have an app. No, I know they have a PBS app. I've used it in the past. You just put in like your zip code or whatever, and yeah. they find your local PBS, and then you can watch everything. Yeah, they try to make that stuff accessible as possible. Yeah, because it's educational, and you right. know, sometimes it just it feels good. So. What's weird, the first thing that people have noted about this all-grown-up version of Arthur, so they, they show him, uh, grown-up, he, spoiler, becomes a graphic novelist in the series finale. Um, and what's weird is now he has a full head of, like, brown hair, brown, wispy hair. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the character design of Arthur, you know he just has fur. So was he bald this whole time? Was he just rocking just like, you know... The Charlie Brown all this time, and now he decided to grow it out as an adult? Did he get a wig? Is that a toupee? 
What's happening? Maybe he now? had like a buzz cut. Mm, maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe that was just like his style as a kid. <laughs> so um, like, what was the point of them growing up? I think it that? was just to put a cap on the episode for uh, the adults that grew up with the show. You know, um, I only watched a clip of it, but I saw they were sitting around some type of like Ouija board device, some type of sci-fi <laughs> thing. And, you know, it was showing them uh, what was going to happen to them in the future. Kind of like that episode of Futurama <laughs> in a weird way. Oh, right. <laughs> but um, surprising to no one, uh, DW is a traffic cop. That's right. She grew up to be a narc just like she Ugh. was as a child. Um, Muffy is running for mayor. Arthur's sister is a cop, like I said. Uh, Banky Barnes has grown up to be a local weatherman. You know, he always wanted to be on TV and make people happy. So, of course, he wants to bring them the good weather. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't remember the show at all, so I'm <laughs> pretending to know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. So I know I know like memes at this point. Yeah, yeah, and they've embraced all that stuff too. I mean, Arthur, um, and and its later use has become very progressive. If, I don't, if you remember the story about uh, the teacher, uh, he came out as gay, and they I believe had him get married. Uh, as an episode of the show. Uh, so, of course, Ugh. a lot of uh, parent groups were real, <laughs> you know, weird about that. But, you know, parent groups are going to be weird about everything. I, so. I I personally don't support gay marriage. You don't support marriage. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're aardvarks, right? Yeah, they are. It? Yeah, yeah. Most of them. There's, okay. there's, yeah. ban- there's yeah. bunnies on there, I, too. I support all other gay marriage. Ah. Um, but not not between aardvarks. Don't please don't ask any questions. Please don't. I'm not answering questions. You know, I'm time. glad you because I had many questions. So I'm glad you. Yeah. You no. Close that book. No, I will not be answering questions at this time. Thank okay. you. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna close this book. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, of course, you know there are many 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 episodes of Arthur to watch if you're curious about that. Uh, you know, it was a fairly well run kids show in the, in the PBS tradition. Good stuff. I mean. The fact that it was on for so many years and was a part of our pop culture, that means something, you mm-hmm. know? There's got to be something about it that sticks. You know what I mean? Very true. Let's yeah. talk about more TV things. Let's talk about a show that you think you've seen two episodes of, and I watched the entire thing in two days. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the okay. window. Okay, let me explain. Okay. I was I was waiting until we got on this <laughs> to explain why I've only seen roughly two, two and a half episodes of this show. Okay. <laughs> Kayla and I watched this in New Orleans. Started it then, because it came out that Friday we were in New Orleans. Mm. And so we started it one night, and then I was falling asleep. So she had watched a little bit more of it than I did, because I fell asleep. Because I guess I'm just ancient. I don't know. No, you know, it's uh, in New Orleans. There's a lot to then, see there. And then we, right. And then we both decided we were just going to watch it together. Okay. Like finish it together. And then we just forgot to finish it. <laughs> That's why I've only seen two, two episodes. Okay. We were dying over what we saw, though. It was so funny. There's okay. so many little touches to the show. So... To give a little bit of context to those not familiar with it, of course, the, the, the title is very just, you know, 
ridiculous on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be a riff on those books like, you know, the girl on the train and the girl in the window and the lady the in the The girl with the dragon tattoo. The girl in the dragon tattoo on the train. Yeah, all that the shit. The woman who saw too much and then... No, I don't, I don't know. So the, the title is a lot like a joke that many readers uh, of modern, uh, you know, thrillers uh, have made. You know, it's yeah. a joke we've all made. But Kristen Bell uh, decided to <laughs> take it even farther. I don't know if she had anything to do with the creation of the show. I know she's the star along with uh, Michael Ely. Um, I think she's a producer. I know it's a um, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay okay. production as okay. well. So you enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I mean, for, yeah. from what you've seen so far, you did enjoy it. Um, yeah, we were laughing at it. It's stupid humor, it like, is stupid and that's humor. fun. Now, here's the thing. like, okay. It's not really like, ha-ha, funny. It's just like quirky funny. Um, mm-hmm. because if you're, you, if you're expecting something akin to, uh, the good place, you're not getting that no. at all. No, it's like, uh, it's played as a drama, but there's little things in there that are just like, okay, that's weird. That's, you know, out of place, whatever. Right. As long as you're not going into it thinking that it's a straight up drama and then, you know, viewing it at face value in that regard, uh, I don't think viewers will be disappointed, but it feels like a fake TV show in another TV show. Yes, that's that's exactly what I think that's exactly what they wanted to. Yes. And it feels like something you would see in the back. So like, okay, remember in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when mm-hmm. she had her TV show? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Marshall had her TV show. They basically just made that fucking TV show. Right. Right. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see, like, if that was how this project began, like, as a background project for another <laughs> mm-hmm. show, and then it just became its own thing. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just release it as a six-episode miniseries. And, uh, you know, forget the other show. That's not working out. We'll just do this instead. That's what it feels like. It feels like somebody had an idea, and they just kept on going with it. It's 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 so unique. I can't really describe it. But when I tell you by the end of this, you're going to be angry. You are going to want to throw the controller or the remote through the television or computer or whatever you're watching it on. Really? Yeah. You're going to hit the ceiling. And I'm just warning you about that now. So when you do watch it, you're going to be like, oh, I'm mad overreacting. Well, guess what? I'm not overreacting. I'm preparing you for this moment (laughs) in the last episode. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. There's that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do need to finish it. I need to get around to it, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird show. It's a certain type of humor. Yeah. It, some of it reminds me of like real old school humor, like the little gags and stuff like that, that they had going on. Um, it's just weird. I don't know. I appreciate it for its weirdness. For sure. And I should warn folks too. It's one of those shows that you kind of have to like watch, watch. You can't yes, just like have it on in the background while you're poking around doing something else it's it's got a lot of uh visual yeah. humor as well so yeah it's in, it's a very visual show mhm mhm so yeah there's that um we talked about bel air a few times on the show of course mm-hmm. we expressed deep concern over this very serious take on a very serious uh, a very very silly show rather and uh i am Pleased to announce, the show's actually pretty good, y'all. That's that's good news. I I saw that you were appreciating it in our Discord. 
Um, I know our friend Simon of Ravens and the My Show Cape Side Chats. He's also super into it. So I'm seeing some some people giving good reviews for these shows. I yeah. just uh, I'm not opposed to watching it. I just don't have Paramount Plus. And well, this is on Peacock actually, but oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should mention what's on Paramount. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff over there. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I was thinking that this was like one of the new shows on Peacock or Paramount Plus that they're trying to sell. But yeah, so so Peacock. Okay, so I can actually watch it. Then. Yeah. Ooh. So they released the first three episodes uh, when it was uh, released, and um, you can just blaze through those if you want to, just to kind of get a feel of what's going on. There right. is so much of the original storyline that they cover like the showrunner for this uh is absolutely a super fan of the source material there's a lot of little nods in there of stuff that just seem like okay this is a one-off sort of thing they're never going to actually bring this into the show no they actually do touch on that the casting is phenomenal you remember will's friend trey that visited bel-air in the fourth episode played by the one and only don Cheadle. yeah guess what Trey is in this. Mm-hmm. And not only did he just like all of a sudden come and visit Will. No, they actually build up their friendship and show them as buddies in Philly before he comes to Bel Air. That's cool. Is it a half hour show or an hour? It's an hour. It's an hour long show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the kid Jabari Banks, he is just soaked in charisma. He plays Will. He does a phenomenal job. I mean, he had to nail it. Because not only is he playing the lead of this beloved show, this beloved character in a, in a serious tone, he's also doing a Will Smith impersonation, which is just not too hammy. It's just very light, but it's still really? spot on. And he does a great job. Yeah. Everybody else has a little bit more leeway with these characters and direction they take. But since the show is built on the back of Will being Will Smith, he had, I feel, double duty. But yeah, my, my hat absolutely goes off to the to the actor that plays Carlton Banks. Uh, what's his name? Ali Sholatan. He has such a complicated role on this show. They gave Carlton so much more meat to deal with than just being the punchline than being like the rival at first, you know, that sort of thing. He still mm-hmm. is, but they give him so much more to play with here. And this actor is eating it up. When I tell you. He deserves an Emmy. I mean it. This kid is Holy going shit. to be big. I'm telling you. It's so good. Wow. Yeah. That's I'm all praise. about this show. They knew they had to stick the landing for Bel Air, and they absolutely did it. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I haven't really heard, like, formal reviews for it, you know, as to whether critics are liking it or not, but I've heard plenty of fans mm-hmm. that are, you know, it's definitely getting a fan base, and it's probably going to be Peacock's, like, I mean, just based on what I've heard, like their first big hit. Yeah. You know, I mean, usually people could like not Dr. wait. Like Dr. Death did, did fairly well from what I've gathered. Girls 5 Eva is doing another season, but they haven't really hit yet. Right, right. And, and that Saved by the Bell, uh, you know, revival didn't really set the world on fire like they wanted it to. Um, you know, it just kind of fizzled out after the first season. Even before it dropped, yeah. people just really didn't talk about it too much. But yeah. I've seen so much coverage for Bel Air. Um, I know that, you know, it's probably like, uh, <laughs> the internet is groomed to show me what I want to see, but also, you know, I've just seen interviews with, with Will and the creator of this version and, and the star, I've, I've seen them take pictures together and stuff like that. 
I haven't really seen anybody say too much of a bad thing about it after they've seen it. I haven't know? either. And people no. couldn't wait. They could not wait to tear this <laughs> apart because, yeah, like I said, the deck was stacked against this show. But, yeah, people have been pleasantly surprised, begrudgingly surprised by this. Yeah, that's great. I'll have to I'll have to actually watch it because I trust your your judgment on it. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you think about it, too, because, yeah, you've, you've got that discerning eye. And of course, you know, I romanticize this thing. I'm a huge fan of the original. You know, I've seen every episode at least like three or four times. So, yeah, mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing. Yeah, what you and I'm say. a fan of it and I've watched it a lot, especially in reruns, but mm-hmm. I'm not like a super fan. So. I don't know if I'm the target audience, but that might mean I can also just like kind of look at it through an uncritical eye as yes, well. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you seen the the images of okay, I do want to put a spoiler warning out here. Okay. For the new Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah Thor yeah. Love and Thunder. And I say that because we're talking about content that is in the comics, so it's not really a spoiler because we kind of know. But it's a spoiler for the movie if you're not in the know of yeah. that. That said, now that you're still here, <laughs> have you seen these these images of the toys for the oh, first time? Oh, man. You know what? I I just clicked on it because, you know, it's our due mm-hmm. diligence here at Lex and Matt to bring you the news. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, I mean, this is, you know, just just as a side note, this is something that we've dealt with ever since we were working on uh, Mighty Inc. together, which is, yeah, sometimes we got to spoil stuff for ourselves just so we're able to talk about it, report on it, etc. Um, I don't mind spoilers as much as everybody else does, honestly. There's certain things where it's like, I'm going to hold on to this for dear life, and I don't want to know anything about it. I don't think this is going to be a real spoiler either. I think they're going to show this in the trailer. Yeah, they kind of got to. They got to sell us on this. Why do we need another Thor, yeah. right? So, right. yeah, so this this toy reveal is something that happens every cycle, or at least it happened more often than it than it uh, does now, where Lego would put out a set, and it's like, oh, yeah. all right, well, I guess uh, Venom's going to be in this movie. Okay, cool, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not the exactly. spoiler here. The spoiler here you were talking about, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It is the first reveal of Natalie Portman's Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah. So in the comic books, Jane becomes Thor. Mm-hmm. And it and we will be seeing that with Natalie in this new film. This is the first toy reveal of her as Thor. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Like it just looks so cool. Well, her with the helmet on, that's the one that really sells me. Yeah. It looks just like, like the comic. And her face I'm sculpt excited. is very well done too. You know, a lot of times they can't stick that quite right, but no, this looks like Natalie Portman. They did a good job with this. And also Thor's outfit, because they showed a new Thor figure, looks really cool. It does. It does. Yeah. The further we go with the Thor movies, I, I enjoy um, just how ridiculous we're getting. I feel like you know they try to um, bring Jack Kirby and uh, Walt Simonson's artwork into yes. this world more and more. And the further we go, the more we get of that. And yeah, this this blue outfit with the red cape and the gold, uh, you know, accents on there. Mm-hmm. This may be the best look for him yet. 
So I'm excited to see this film just based on the toys alone. No, I was sold on it by, by just the premise. But what's most yeah, interesting? Yeah, the premise, me, the like the you know creators behind it, and the fact that Natalie's back. Yeah. And there was that rumor that she was like not really happy with Marvel and kind of wasn't into it, and now she's back. Like mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about probably how good the script is. Oh yeah, you're probably. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I was gonna say one of the things that intrigues me the most is the reconstituted Mjolnir that she's holding. Yeah. Like. It's got but that all kind of destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hella blew that up in uh, in Thor Ragnarok with her bare hands, mm-hmm. and so it looks like somebody got the super glue out and pasted the motherfucker back <laughs> together, and uh, Natalie Portman is worthy. So I'm yeah, excited and to Thor. See. I like that Thor's not wielding that again. He's yeah. still got his axe, and now she's uh, she's wielding it. That's right. So that's fun. It is fun. Yeah. So I'm glad that. Uh, you know, she's she's back in the fold and we're going to see her kick some ass and uh, love mm-hmm. and thunder. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. OK, um, <laughs> so we do have some updates on mo- in movies. It's not really a fun update, unfortunately. I hate to I hate to reveal that. So updates are on the Alec Baldwin rust shooting situation. Mm hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is from AP News. I'm sure some people saw it, some people didn't. Depends on how in tune to the story you are. The family of cinematographer that was ki- shot and killed on the set of Rust sued Alec Baldwin and the movie's producers on Tuesday. This was last Tuesday, alleging that their callous disregard for the safety um, co- um, compliance led directly to her death. After a news conference announcing the lawsuit, attorneys for the husband and nine-year-old son of Helena Hutchins said that Baldwin refused training for the type of, quote, cross-draw he was performing when he fired the shot that killed her. Hmm. Baldwin's attorney claims that the actor, any claim that the actor was reckless is entirely false. The suit um, filed in New Mexico, Santa Fe County, um, named Matthew and Andros Hutchins, uh, shows text messages exchanged between a camera operator and a producer in which a complaint to Uber gun safety um, was uh, was met with what the suit claims is callous sarcasm. Hmm. So that's. That's this, troubling. This story um, certainly has gotten more complicated uh, the further that we get along here. And I just want to say, you know, I I understand the family wanting answers. I understand the the litigation that they've put out there. I don't I don't blame them at all because honestly, you have a production studio and the star of the production uh, basically just like passing the buck back and forth and. They're stuck with the loss of a loved one and they want answers. They want to know what really happened here. And yeah. this is the best way to get those answers is to, you know, make sure that a proper investigation is done, that people have yeah. something to lose. So they come forward and tell the truth. And this camera operator was saying that we've now apparently we says we now had three accidental discharges this is super unsafe. Mm-hmm. And Walters responded with accidental discharges on the firearm. Awesome. Sounds good. Fuck. Like, 
Wow. That's not good at all. No, that's absolutely callous, just like they said. That's yeah. Ridiculous. I, I, I did not realize they had three accidental discharges before this. What the fuck was going on on the set? Right, right. That's I mean, insane. I don't think these people, any of these people are going to be working on a, on a film set anytime uh, ever again. And that's for the best. I mean, these type of attitudes, when you're dealing with something as, as dangerous and unpredictable uh, as, as guns that could just go off at any time, you know, you don't want to fuck around with that. You want to take that very seriously. And honestly, I wouldn't feel safe if I knew that the person who had my life in their hands is making jokes like that over text messages yeah. when they find out that something went wrong. So, yeah. Um, and Baldwin was pointing the gun at her when it went off. He said Baldwin said that he was pointing the gun at Hutchins at her instruction when it went off without him pulling the trigger. Um, the suit says industry standards call for them using rubber or similar prop guns during setup, and there was no call for real guns. Yeah. It also says that both Baldwin and assistant director David Halls, who handed him the gun, should have checked the revolver for live bullets. Now, that I don't know if that's standard for an actor to check it for live rounds. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I yes. Mean, anyone who was handling the gun beforehand should have checked it for live rounds. I mean, I always assume act- – this sounds terrible, but I always assume actors are dumb and you don't depend on them to do things like that. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, the stereotype, <laughs> the history. Yeah. Actors are not – the brightest among us, you know, usually there's a very distinct line between people who are incredibly enthusiastic about guns and people who are considered Hollywood liberals and the people yeah. who are incredibly th- enthusiastic about guns think that the Hollywood liberals are idiots. So why would you give an idiot a loaded gun? And, and I will say this as well. They're saying that um, this is Baldwin's lawyer says that actors should be able to rely on armors, armors and prop department professionals, as well as assistant directors, rather than deciding on their own when a gun is safe to use. And that he was under the impression that it was a cold gun, meaning there was no possibility of a discharge. Right. Um, Baldwin gave his cell phone to investigators like he has cooperated fully with investigators and the investigation, um, <clears throat> authorities have described some complacency on how the weapons were handled on the set of Rust. Yeah. Um, but they don't think Baldwin's going to be criminally charged. I don't think he should be. I think this should be a lawsuit for compensation for the family. Yeah. I think this is what what is it called? manslaughter like it would be like manslaughter right or yeah, accidental manslaughter or uh, unintentional manslaughter yeah yeah so yeah i think yeah. you're right and in, in other cases like this and other situations akin to this it would usually be like the studio or the star or the production team that would put together a collection now for the family without having to get to this point now the guy who was joking about that that um situation mm-hmm. that should be seriously investigated for criminal charges that is different that's like you knew this shit was unsafe right and right. if they find that alec baldwin was then yeah they need to 
I mean, but you know, we, I don't know. We are an we are an entertainment podcast, and you know, we we usually. I don't want to say joke about these sort of things, but we, we take a lighthearted approach to them because, you know, we, we try to bring some levity to the hardness that's going on in the world right now, of course. But my heart goes out to these these, these people who lost their loved one. I mean, it's just it's yes, an awful absolutely. thing. It's an awful thing. And to have everyone just like pointing fingers at one another without giving you clear answers, I cannot imagine how frustrating that must be. Yeah, and I fully believe in in making sure and I'd be shocked if Alec Baldwin doesn't think the same thing, no matter what you want to say about him, good or bad, whatever, mm-hmm. like that the kid, her son should like he should have his shit taken care of like he should he should not have to worry about things right. like there should be insurance payouts and everything like I just I don't think and I don't think this father should ever have to worry about that either, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they should get like a multi-million dollar settlement. I think. Totally agree with that. Totally agree. It's not about the money. It's about, it's about Well, first closure, of all, I think this is about... an important lawsuit for how we handle um film sets. I think it's it's opening up a larger discussion for set safety. So that's it's important for that. And I also think on that personal level, it's important. It's 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 not about the money. It's about someone being held accountable. There is accountability, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's a really, really difficult um, story to cover. It continues to be a difficult story to cover. I. I do keep defending Baldwin to a degree. And if that ever changes, then I'll, you know, retract it. But I just think it's overall just like heartbreaking as fuck. Yeah. I mean, there are many aspects of this to discuss and really think about. And, you know, usually we don't, we don't dig into this side of it. We're normally focused on Alec Baldwin's participation in the whole thing. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm steadfast in the fact that, you know, as someone who is not a, you know, professional of, of that nature, Mm-hmm. You know, in that field, and he's told that it's a cold gun, and you know he's messing around with it, thinking it's not loaded with live rounds. Obviously, he can't be held accountable for a mistake there. Yeah, that's based off of what we know. Right. That's how I feel about it. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, you did share some uh, interesting news with me before we got started tonight. You know, trying to move on to something a little bit more, uh, you know, positive here. Um, and we might save this week's wall of weird for next week holy because shit. it's very fucking dark. Yeah, so. and then we got another thing to end on too that's also not, not <laughs> great. Oh fuck, man, what okay. have we done? We dug this hole. Okay, real quick. We uh, we did. I know. We'll we'll save the wall of weird for next week. Okay, we'll save that one because that one's very dark. But anyway, continue. A little a little sweet. A little sweet here. Uh, March 22nd is the day to look out for, folks. Folks, if you have yep. not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, March 22nd. You would be Lex and Matt. You would be us. <laughs> <laughs> March 22nd is going to be the day that you can finally see it digitally. And what's great about that, what besides the movie being available uh, available to you to watch, finally, in the comfort of your own home, is that this news today was accompanied by a meme by three previous Spider-Man actors, one current, two previous, 
Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and uh, third guy whose name escapes me right now. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yes. They all recreated the Spider-Man meme of pointing at one another while Spider-Man. So that was kind of cute. The Spider-Man, yeah. Toby, well, first of all, it's, I mean, I obviously we knew spoilers like that that was going to happen. Like we've known those spoilers. Yeah, you we've, know? we've tried to we block it out because we can't we, avoid it. We reported you know? it and then we were like, well, maybe it's not happening. And then we tried not to think about it anymore. You know, it's like when you see. Yeah, a, we tried to block it out. But when you see a Christmas present shaped exactly like that thing you want under the tree but you're trying to be like oh, mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to psych myself up too much it might not be that you know maybe it is no 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 no. i don't want to think about it okay but yeah yes, and obviously was. when you see that you're like okay well cool <laughs> i'm glad i can actually watch the movie yes a month from now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah that's something to look awesome. forward to there i am excited to finally see it and then i guess it's it's going to be available physically on disc and whatnot in april so i don't understand you. this choice by the way hmm. of all studios to release digitally first and then physically okay yeah me neither um i, I think, think it's just to hurt digital sa- or uh, physical sales well i think it's because there's a premium with the digital rental and and purchase and all that stuff Whereas, you know, once it goes physical, you can wait for it to go on sale. You can use your reward points or whatever if you're at Best Buy to get it. Whereas digital, it's just you're paying us what it's what it's worth right now. And uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bottom line. <laughs> true. If you can't wait, you're going to you're going to pay for it digitally. And if you want to see it again, you're going to have yep. to pay again. You know? Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. want to watch it then. But. I don't know if I want to buy the digital. I get weird about digital stuff. Yeah. I'm a bunker person. (laughs) My internet went out one day last week, and I'm just really, I had to sit there and think about what am I going to do in this downtime? Mm -hmm. Because everything that I had lined up that I wanted to have fun with and unwind with later involved things that were online. I'm like, fuck. I really have painted myself into a corner here. Never mind that I have a whole room full of books that I could probably read and enjoy. No, I wanted to play Horizon Zero Dawn. And (laughs) it is only on my PlayStation, and it needs to check in with the Internet to make sure I own it, which is ridiculous. What? Yeah, you know, there are certain games that have to check in. With the internet to make sure that you still own that digital license. Like, for instance, if you sell your PS4 to somebody and you don't wipe the hard drive, you know, and then they just try to go ahead and play all the games you have on there, they can't do that unless they log in as you. And then there's that handshake that sees that, yes, this is Lex and she still has access to the internet and she can go ahead and play these games. That's fucking stupid. It is. But that's the way it works. You know, even with a Nintendo Switch. Not you know? if you buy a fucking disc. Well, that. Yes, absolutely. But I didn't Fuck feel her. like digging that out. Fucking <laughs> human. But yeah, I, I actually did go back to Horizon Zero Dawn because that that was on my pile of shame for quite some time. So the sequel to that game mm-hmm. just came out uh, this week. Horizon Forbidden West. Everybody was excited about it. It looks phenomenal. Have you seen like the rendering of of Aloy, the main character? 
Like, it's amazing. You can see the little wisps of hair on her face and everything because it's just... Ah, it's so beautiful. It's so great. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. Um, I I haven't even thought about playing it because I just haven't been playing games lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I know, like... The way to enjoy it's probably on the PS5, right? Oh, that's the only way to enjoy it. No, it's on PS4 as well. I was to say, it's on PS4. Yeah, it's I, I was thinking, I'm surprised. I thought that was going to be a PS5 exclusive. It got pushed back. So it was, the, the original launch window was around the time where that would have made more sense for it to be a cross-platform game. So okay. they went ahead and just said, you know what, fine, it's still cross-platform. Because obviously that's people cool. haven't had the best of luck getting a PS5 yet that wanted. So... Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's still terrible trying to find a PS5, apparently. Absolutely. But the the silver lining here is I have gone back and rediscovered what a great game Horizon Zero Dawn is. And oh yeah, it's really fun. I totally. If if you didn't hear about this or you didn't decide that it was worth your time to play, this is definitely the exact type of game I would have recommended to you because it's got everything. I never beat it. I will say that. Mm. I did play quite a bit of it, though, and it was fun. Yeah, it's really fun. The acting is great, too. I mean, just the the facial animation of these characters, it just blows me away. And then when it starts to rain, their skin gets wet. It's it's the little things that... That, that will never not amaze me in a video game. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my god, their clothes are wet. And then, like, they slowly dry and shit. I also appreciate games where we're meeting the character for the first time and, you know, we meet them as a kid and then there's kind of this montage where they're they're learning, you know, how to do stuff and all of a sudden that, you know, right. oh, the, now they're a teen and oh, now they're an the, adult. The I'll make a man out of you moment. You exactly. Know. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the, um, the Hercules montage where he's training mm-hmm. with Phil. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, too. Yeah. Such good stuff. Um, Akuna so, Matata, all of it, <laughs> all of that. Disney, what the hell? Um, so this game has those moments, and you know, Aloy is such a great character. She's fun to play as, and she's just got such a good heart. And if you want to make her be an asshole, you can do that too, because it has that you know the branching um, mm-hmm. the dialogue parts, and uh, which yeah, is always fun. Always, because some days yeah. you feel like being an asshole to people, and you can do that. But then you immediately go back and reload the game because, you know, you don't want to be I was going to say, I, I don't usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually have fun doing that. Did you ever uh, finish any of the infamous games on uh, the evil mode? No. Now I'm trying to remember. No, I didn't. I didn't. It was hard to do because the first playthrough, I'm always good. You know, I always that's a problem right because like aren't a lot of games they are really set out for you to be good like I've heard that about Red Dead 2 as well yeah but Infamous in particular wanted you to like you know play both ways like that was part of the marketing they wanted you to be like the good guy mm-hmm. and then oh what happens if you just have a bad day and you just kill everybody and everything like that and yeah that ending was pretty fucked up and I'm glad I did it that way. But it's so hard to just go up to civilians and just, like, smack them upside the head and stuff, you know? I want to say I watched, like, a YouTube clip of the alternate ending. And that, like, maybe you even sent it to me mm. when that happened. Yeah. They did a good job with it, you know? Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. The Second Son. Oh. That one was so fucking good. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that game was fun. I need to revisit that one. <laughs> Bringing it all the way back to the beginning of the episode. So... Um, we went to, 
uh, Dee and I went to the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle mm-hmm. around the time that game came out and we were playing it and then we went to Seattle and saw like, oh man, they really did a good job. Like, you know, basing this fictional city around the general vibe of Seattle and the layout of the place, you know, like there was a lot of stuff that was there that was ripped, uh, where rather I should say the other way around the game ripped a lot of stuff. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, Seattle based This city itself. ripped off this video game, man. <laughs> Could you oh, imagine? Oh. Like, yeah. You know, Nintendo World is one thing. But Seattle? Come great. on, guys. Come on. That's great. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. That's – I haven't been to Seattle. I really want to go. That's on my list of places I really want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I have no complaints about that place. I mean, I understand it's probably very expensive to live in, but visiting for a couple of weekends – Visiting is different. Yep. Yeah. And in, when you do go – um, please understand that one of the best donuts in this mm-hmm. entire world is at Top Pot Donuts, and it's right by the monorail. So it's, mm-hmm. a, nice, it's a nice little romantic, like little side quest to go ahead and take, you know. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff there. Lots of good stuff. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I would like to go out there. There's several places on the West Coast that I've never been to, and that's on my list. They say the West Coast is the best coast, from what I understand. (laughs) But, you know, that's yet to be seen. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to skip the Wall of Weird this week. I know I... uh, It's really dark, and it's it's a follow-up Wall of Weird. We will go over it next week. I just, I frankly don't feel like going into that darkness. Right. <laughs> After this episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit. Um, but I, I want to preface it with this. We're going to give you an option. There's something you can do. And this is a very okay. real situation that's going on right now in Texas. Uh, you know, the, the transgender community. In, in Texas is in peril. And I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, no. uh, trans people are, are, are being treated inhumanly. It's, it's, there's no other way to put it. Uh, of course. Particularly trans children and their families. Yeah. Yeah. And their parents. So the, the supportive parents of these trans children are, are getting penalized. And not only that, but teachers and authority figures, their jobs are being put in jeopardy. If they don't report what these government officials see, what they perceive as abuse by allowing trans mm-hmm. kids to be trans. And it, it's just, it's sad all over. It, it really is just, it's awful. It's inhumane. Um, so mm-hmm. like I said, there is an option. There is something that you can do to help. And that is donate to, uh, TENT, which is the Transgender Education Network of Texas. It's an organization Dedicated to furthering gender diverse equality in Texas. Uh, their, their tagline says that they work to accomplish this through education and networking in both public and private forms. Uh, through their efforts, they strive to halt discrimination through social, legislative, and corporate education. Um, and I'm sure there are many other great parties to donate to, but this is the one, uh, that we've I've heard good things about today, and I wanted to share that with our listeners. And, of course, we'll share the link on our social media as well. I, I just can't believe what I'm reading out of there. It's it's just breaking my heart, you know, seeing everything they're going through. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's awful. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a, a map of the country today, and they were saying, you know, 
there's certain states where just being trans, being gay, it, there's places where you just can't survive. And Texas is a, is a big yeah. red yeah, splotch. Yeah, absolutely. It's a reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, hate is I everywhere. mean, it's, I was going to say, it's a reality um, that, you know, we have to think about, but it's also reality with race. It's like, it's, you know, if you were a minority in any capacity, there, there are places, like bunches of places in the United States that you just can't live. Exactly. You and know? that's fucking insane. Right, right. You know, we're, you and I are talking about getting away. Uh, you know, just kind of taking a weekend and, and taking a break before we have to go into the office full time because that's coming up. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's like, you look at the map, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> where can we drive to that we're going to be celebrated? Where they're going to appreciate that we're coming there to spend our money and our time? And, yeah, you uh, got a green book it. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, crazy shit, man. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yes, donate if you can. You can yeah. also share it if you're not in the position to donate. You can share information. You can share links. Um, grassroots organizations like this are the backbone of change. That's a great way of simple. putting it. That is a great way of putting it, and, and I would encourage our listeners, if you know of any other great organizations uh, that are doing this type of work yeah. that could use a little bit of a boost, uh, we'll gladly use our platform to do that as well. So please let us know. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. And we'll, we'll continue to let everybody know. Yeah, DM here. it to us, tweet it to us. We will share it. Absolutely. Yeah, compassion starts at home, but it can go mm-hmm. worldwide. So there you are. And on that note, yes, folks, um, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on the social medias at Lex and Matt across the board and you can subscribe to our Patreon where we chat about all kind of shit y'all you know what I've been doing lately and you know everybody's not up early enough to really enjoy with me I've been putting on Saturday morning cartoons in our discord server while I edit the podcast on Saturday morning uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know what I'm it's enjoying fun. it. I'm going to keep doing it. So. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah. If you're having fun doing it, keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing that. It's going to be DuckTales. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm Matt Peters. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.